What's up, guys? Welcome to the Make My Day podcast. I'm George, joined by my co-host, Luke Capriti and Winston Moy. Winston, how you been, buddy? I, I've been good. I've been very busy, I think, is uh, the standard for this podcast. <laughs> but uh, also good going into the holidays. How about you, Luke? Um, I'm doing really good. I'm very excited about the holidays. Um, now that the craft fairs are uh, done, a lot less stress and um, can really look forward to baking cookies and being with family. So yeah, I got a big smile on my face. Uh, come 2022, though, I've been told by some people I'm going to be kicking myself for the next uh, two to three months. So um, yeah, we can talk more about that, though. What about you, George? I'm, I'm, man, I'm really <laughs> curious. I, I've been, uh, you know, same as you guys, like insanely busy, but uh, holidays are finally here and getting excited. Going to take some time off from work to kind of focus on products that I want to do. And, um, you know, hopefully there won't be sales for a little bit so I could just focus on my own projects. But, yeah, I'm excited to tell you guys what I've been up to. It's been crazy busy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't you, think I've been sleeping much at all anymore. <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know, you said you made 100 toys, right? Yeah. 100 toys, <laughs> wooden toys, not just bought them off Amazon or anything. I made 100, yeah, I made 100 wooden toys. Um, I was aiming to make them in 24 hours but it ended up having to be a little bit longer because it just it just got too dangerous to be honest like um i have like a whole bunch Sleep of stories. deprivation or um... oh yeah 100 percent, and like too much coffee and just like trying to go too hard there was one point um when i was like getting tired but i was like oh you know i'm just gonna drill um into the toys uh for the wheels so like that's simple it's just a drill press right i'm not gonna like hurt myself and I, I must have been so sleep deprived. The drill press is going. And I guess I was going to um, wipe away some of the sawdust underneath it just so it could lay flat. And I just like jam my thumb straight into the drill press. And like I see just blood like, fly, you know, everywhere. And like I still have this huge like gouge on my thumb because like a, like a piece of it's missing. I'm like, well, that's great. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> oh, man. Did you like, get that on film? Because you could post that or I could use it and tell my, fr my students be like, look, this is what happens when you are impaired and... <laughs> Always, you know, listen to your body when you're tired. I might have it on film. I'm not sure yet. I have like, I have like more than, I feel like 10 hours of footage, honestly, just because there's like so much of it. Um, it was, it was definitely the biggest challenge I've had to date. Um, and I don't know why I was convinced myself things will be easy. I'm like, oh, you're just like wooden toys. Like it'll be easy. But it was like. It was like painfully hard, but at the end of the day, like it was, it was awesome. Like I'm going to post a picture of it this week of like all the toys like laid out. Like it was awesome to think about how many I was actually able to, able to like hand make. I, I feel like a toy maker, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's like the coolest thing, like old school toy maker, like, um, and they were like really fun designs. There was like a train, uh, an airplane, um, and now did you car. design each one or um did you find these plans or kind of just go based off of things you've seen in the past so uh, a kind of a mixture like I, I took inspiration from what i saw people doing but i changed up the design so that um it was kind of streamlined for like my process here so i did a couple things to actually make this happen um 
one of them was a whole bunch of their toys were actually just handmade on the bandsaw. Um, and for that, I honestly just uh, freed like um, free drawed up the um, actual designs by hand. I like used a pencil and I was like, all right, that looks that looks good. And I kind of like tuned it over time and and I just kind of used it as a stencil for each design and, and, and kind of batched out a whole bunch of them. Um, and but then I actually, uh, Winston, I actually used the shape Oko for like a whole bunch of toys. And Very nice. um, that's cool. Cause those are, I, I might sell, I guess, eventually I, I saw online. That's actually a pretty big market. Um, those I also designed, mm-hmm. I took like a picture of like this giraffe I liked and I like traced on illustrator and then like turned it into an SCG and like cut it out, I guess. Uh, and then like, I made sure that it could, I wanted everything on wheels. I think that's like cool for kids so they could just like you know drive around a lot of toys online don't have that did you have a movement with it you know how like lots of times with those um leashes did you try to do that on any i did not try i didn't try to make this complicated at all like there was like a lot of ways you make toys so much cooler and like like yeah making 100 toys isn't complicated enough so you didn't want to add another step (laughs) i just wanted it like a toy with wheels like let them like drive it well actually no that's a lie because I did make airplanes slash helicopters, and like the only difference was the propeller would be on the front or the or the tail um, mm-hmm. for it, and that was like the coolest toy I made. And I couldn't make as many of those because it it required cutting out uh, like the wing, the propeller, the actual airplane shape. The airplane actually wasn't um, the same thickness across the entire two by four because uh, I used yeah. two by fours for all these to make it like really cheap and show anybody can do this i actually uh use the bandsaw to angle the cut so it's thicker at the front and thinner at the back so so the airplanes were definitely um the most complicated toy i ended up making um that toy was my own design um and then i also laser cut uh, and this was i think i told you guys like a year ago i made these um these like rocket ships mm-hmm. that uh, you could use with like a tea light candle on the bottom. That looks like it's kind of like taking off and all that. Uh, so that saved me so much time. I made like 30, no, maybe like, like 20 to 30 of those that were laser cut. And then I had to spray paint them and everything like that. Yeah. I was curious um, how you used the Glowforge um, for them. If they were router um, jigs or templates, I wasn't sure if you kind of went with, all right, I'll use the laser to get you a template and then that could, you know, either burn out, um, you know, on two by fours, kind of like to trace here. I've got now, uh, I don't know, nine different um, giraffes or nine different. I just keep thinking like the size you probably had, you probably could have gotten around a three by three grid on the Glowforge. But yeah, like use that to just score out or trace it. And then you take those out, put the next boards in. And then yeah. you could have those to cut out with the bandsaw or jigsaw or whatever you were using. Because I know you so wanted I, to talk about batch processing because I am curious oh how God, you did a yeah. hundred <laughs> hand, essentially handmade toys, right? Um, yeah, I, I think the struggle with this is like batch processing in my mind. And I wonder what you guys think. Um, like you can't just do batch process. Like you can't just like, make the toys and like batch process while you're making the first of them. Like you have to like figure out the process for each one and figure out the similarities and then figure out, okay, this is how we can combine it. I, I essentially like said, all right, I'm going to make a hundred toys. I'm going to try to batch process the hell out of these so that like I can combine like the actions. And 
it 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 i kind of did it but it wasn't perfected um like it was a little bit too staggered like i'd cut out some shapes go and route them and then go cut out other shapes and it was it, it kind of became a mess and then once if you're trying to do it in 24 hours you get tired and it's like well i definitely don't want to use the bandsaw right now or or <laughs> honestly actually the router like the router was like terrifying mm. um when you get tired and i'm not a fan of, of the router just wide awake with coffee pumping through my veins <laughs> i'm not the biggest fan of it right away but tired yeah, yeah that's a different story and, and this isn't the shape poco router this is like the um, routing the edges because i did a curvature on all of them because well that, that's another thing we can get to i guess so um yeah so i wanted everything to be i think it was like three quarters inches um round over bit um and the amount of dinosaur heads that i had flying i mean that's another like I realized my dinosaur design was like I hardly made any of them because kids are gonna break them left and right because the amount of the heads just broke off from the pressure of the router so like a kid could break it because if you think about like um, like a bronchiosaurus yeah exactly it's like a long <laughs> neck um, and it just gets a little bit too thin uh, to kind of work out interesting um, but that's also like the direction of the wood grain right yes. So that was my biggest conflict with that design because technically I should have the wood grain with the neck, but that would mean the rest of the body, which is the most visual part, would be vertical-ish. And start to look like a zebra, I guess. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know how people get around that problem. Like, do you go for the structural integrity of the neck? um i wanted to go more for the looks i didn't want to look weird and off because uh, i wasn't painting them so it well, it didn't work out too well isn't that the thing that like you said you wanted to use two by fours um yeah. all wooden no there goes maui all wooden toys <laughs> um aren't made though from two by fours right so if you had a two by eight would that have given you the option to then have the neck going with the grain so the actual dinosaurs, everything on the CNC was made with white wood. Um, it was just scraps I had around the shop. Um, I would think that if I used like a maple or hardwood of some sort, the dinosaurs would have been fine, uh, no matter which way the grain was going to go. Um, I also think I should just made them bigger. Like you're, I think that's kind of like if it was just bigger in general, the neck would be bigger and then it wouldn't. Uh, snap as much i guess and that was the only toy that had the problem were you doing a single pass to round it over or um yeah yeah okay like because yeah. three quarters that's a pretty significant i wonder if you mean three eighths like three quarter round overs that means if I you did it on we're... either side you're getting a one and a half inch diameter yeah, dowel you know what maybe, I mean? So like for maybe it was three eight. Am I going crazy? No, I think I feel like when I looked at your to toys, I would have said three eighths. Three eighths. Maybe it was yeah. three eighths. Maybe maybe I'm off right now. So maybe it was a three eighths. Yeah. So so that probably that actually makes a lot more sense. I'm still. But tired still, that's from, a big round over to just day, bang out um, right away. So I could see why you're saying the skinny neck of a bronchiosaurus, like scaled like down to that size. Off. Yeah, you had to make them pretty thick neck. But it was the only toy that had the problem. Actually, the two by fours did great with the round over. Like that, that was better than the the uh, white wood's a lot softer. I mean, mm. it's not really meant to handle as much. And, and then my other thought, and Winston probably is a good idea, but like, so I wish I could have just rounded them over with like those were all CNC cut. Like I wish I just did the round over on the CNC, but having to flip them over 
and again these are like really irregular shapes it's not like some symmetrical thing going on trying to match the round over so the scenes you can just do both sides and save me the trouble i i thought about that for a second i was like there, there's no way you know there's there's no way this would um be possible was plywood not an option i don't know what do you like what do you i didn't even try it because i i just thought it wouldn't look good what do you mm. guys think like with like just like the layers i don't know like once you round over plywood i know it looks a little bit better but um i think it's one of those things um on pinterest i've seen you know there's a market out there for people who like that plywood um wall art or plywood furniture and mm. like they like seeing the different layers of it uh so i think it kind of depends on who you're sending them or giving them to um, to me, I feel like there's probably more people who are interested in solid wood yeah. toys just because that's more common or no nostalgic. But I bet if you made some plywood ones, there's probably cool ways. Like when Winston, you said a zebra, like right there, mm -hmm. you probably mm -hmm. could make a pretty cool toy using plywood and using the plies as the stripes of the zebra. Um, oh, that's a cool idea. So like you could get maybe creative with the whole like knowing you're using plywood um but yeah that would just be like my first thought is you could get some people to like it but it might have to be a unique design to get people interested in it what about you winston did you have any thoughts no i mean i'm thinking about this like an engineer just like what's the best way to get a, a solid structure out of it <laughs> that's to have opposing grain direction mm -hmm. um and i i agree sure. with you the layers would be a little tricky You'd want to get like a good quality, like cabinet grade, like plywood with as few plies as possible. Uh, just so like you can do like, like maybe an eighth inch round over without uh, bleeding into the second layer of plywood. Mm -hmm. um, the, the other tricky thing would be finishing now yes. that I think about it. Because the grains would kind of like expand like sort of in different directions you'd be like sanding every side of this thing if you put any finish on it so because the fibers would swell so off the top of your head let me ask you because because i have to think about this a lot right now you're making children's toys how are you guys finishing them Ooh. shellac wrong can't no is that can't. like uh if they put it in their mouth that's toxic yep. or something there's no, lot. I thought shellac was food safe. There's as a lot of controversy not, around uh, shellac uh, and like the type and the brands and everything. So, so you're not completely wrong. I, I shouldn't say wrong, but well, with the shellac, you probably have to wait like I don't know a week or two weeks, and then it's cured. You know, it's it has not to given be fully cured, and then it has to be like some brands. They said like they try like I guess some brands do like combinations and stuff like within their mm. products. I guess I, I well, don't. It's know. like tongue oil. Like tongue oil should be safe, but sometimes you put extra solvents in there yeah. and other additives i wanted to use tongue oil so back to hat but i would have gone like with odie's oil because it smells good and <laughs> i know <laughs> everybody puts that on cutting boards and whatnot so i would figure hey if i did but that that could get expensive and you'd have to you know buff it on and whatnot so if i was trying to batch it out oh what about that walrus oil i've seen that on instagram and yeah. make like just a bucket of it and start dumping things in there let it soak up I, I don't yeah. know. What did you end up going no, that, with? That, that, so I, I, I used cutting board oil for okay. the wood ones. Okay, yeah, like Howard's. Like, like people are cutting on it already anyway. So that's like mm -hmm. the safest food. But like shellac, like I really like wanted to do that. And I'm like at the store and I'm buying. I'm like, wait a second. Like, hold on. Because mm -hmm. like actually somebody called me out. They didn't call me out on Instagram. They actually were just curious. 
like oh how are you finishing these like to make it safe and if you look it up online there's like articles around like how to do it right and like how like some are misleading and then the rockets are painted and i'm hoping none of these kids are putting these rockets in their mouths like i, I thought those were a little bit older but like um i was obviously going to spray paint them right now spray paint's a huge like issue for finishing um but uh i don't know how you say this correctly krylon or krylon company krylon krylon i think they like all of their products are like 100 percent safe for kids once uh, cured after like 24 hours or whatever it is so um fun facts like I, things i never thought about when i started this you know like oh man like i gotta remember like this is going to kids mouths and the last thing i want to do like i want this to be a good cause the last thing i want to do is like kids getting sick and stuff and and i was terrified about um pieces breaking off like the 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 dowels that hold the wheels in like i was like i still don't like i just hope they don't fall out you know because if kid can swallow that so easily it's like it's, it's a little it was more stressful like once i started realizing like the danger parts to this because i don't have kids and i don't like think about that kind of stuff i guess but you've got a dog i do have a dog but she could pretty much eat anything and survive i feel <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, I feel like people should know, like any toy you give a kid, especially a kid who's interested in eating, right? That's, mm-hmm. I feel like three, four and younger. Um, if I remember, like with my niece and nephew, like they pretty much know now, don't just shove anything in your mouth and mm. they're four and six. So, oh, you know, a, a kid who's getting one of your toys, I feel like they're at a certain age where, you know, the wing of the airplane breaks because they threw it on the ground or tried to like make it fly. I don't think they're the ones to go over and be like, hmm, let me taste that or let me see if I can chew on this splinter. I, I don't, yeah. Like, I, didn't I know what you mean. Splitters. You just said splinter? Like, I didn't even think about it. Like, that's like, like obviously I said everything as soon as possible. I'm stressing George out. But, yeah, I got stressed. I did. Yeah. It, it was stressful towards the end. And um, I actually had to rope in Michelle uh, for like doing all the finishing, all the cutting board oil and like some sanding at the end because it was just, you think that's easy. Like you finish one product and you like put on finish and then you have a hundred of them with grooves and the color changes and there's wheels and it became like, it just became a lot. Um, and her help was like, like we just watched the movie and like literally just added cutting board oil to all these, these toys, which worked out really well. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a heck of a process. And honestly, it was probably the toughest thing like i honestly think that was the toughest thing i've done because like the stress of there was a there was a date um a lot of people don't were confused that um that i talked about this already there was a date i had to get these done by because there was a drop off we worked at their local charity in thomas river and they had a specific drop off date um for the kids uh and i thought i had plenty of time but i was working till I don't know, 3 a.m. the night before um, for the drop off. And I dropped it off at like 8 a.m. the next day so that I can make sure they got. So it was that, it was like close. It was like way too close. <laughs> way too close. Uh, brings you back to college. Yeah, brings me back to college a little bit. Um, so this is kind of on batch processing. I know Luke's got his dog barking, but I really want to hear about like, like, all of your show stuff and like because i followed you on instagram and it looked so cool 
Yeah, I would love to respond to it, but I am literally around uh, like a bunch of wolves right now. Like there's a pack of wolves, it sounds like, downstairs with his howling. So um, we can talk about that, but um, it entailed a lot of extra hands, like not just me working, similar to you calling in Michelle. So um, I think Santa's on a different street almost so (laughs) we can just hold off a few more minutes um we can get into that though all right george let me flip it back to you do you think like i don't know how well planned like you had all the processes like laid out before you went into this Mm -hmm. but do you think that with additional planning if you like i don't know if you made examples or like test pieces before you went into this do you think you could get to a point where you could actually knock out all 100 toys in 24 hours if i work 24 hours straight or okay let's say two 12-hour shifts okay two 12-hour shifts that way that also gives you time like in case you want to finish and let things dry the fin i gotta tell you the finishing took forever like it i if i went back and did it now i wouldn't attach the wheels first i would cut everything finish it and then attach the wheels because trying to get the finishing and all the nooks and cranny was really difficult. So yeah, if I rethink it and maybe if I rely on the machines a little bit more, like I only started seeing, seeing maybe halfway into it. Um, so if I, let's say I did half of the, the toys were machined uh, and then I made the rest with the bandsaw. I think I could probably do it in 24 hours. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it like hurts to say it and think about it. I'm just like happy it's done, but I th- I think so. I mean, so you're like, you're like the CNC guru. And, and I actually saw, Avid CNC actually posted about this too. They did toys um, that were CNC, but theirs were like a lot more intricate toys. Like their toys were sick. Um, there's in my mind, there's no way to make a hundred of those in 24 hours. And if there was, maybe that's that. Maybe that's the next step. Um, I mean, that's one other thing. Like next year, I want to do more. I want to like step this up next year somehow. Um, and I think that is by roping in more makers, not by me doing more. It's like, can I get ten other makers and get a thousand toys donated? You know. Um, one thing though, when you said like Winston, you're like the CNC guru, and I've seen some of your designs that you'll show where you have tried to optimize the tool pads. So for you, George, really, yeah, rope in 10 other people to help you make 100 toys each. Um, But if you optimize the design that it's like, hey, if you have a Shape Oko, make, you know, one of these three designs. Um, If you have a Glowforge, make one of these three designs. And then it's um, like your rocket. You could have 10 people easily bang out a ton of those rockets. Right. And then um, you yeah. have like these few designs where you've really thought long and hard about them. Because something I was thinking for you to have the CNC kind of make your entire toy is you could do two halves. And if you have it drill a hole, like uh, two locating holes, and they could be, say, the axles for your wheels, um, those then you could throw the dowels between them. And your two halves, you'd have like the left side half, which you could get your round over, the right side half could get around over it when you put them together you've got now this like thicker toy like say it would be a wider airplane or car and then you're locating it with your axles 
and you're throwing the wheels on and you didn't have to do anything but assemble two dowels into um, this car shape or whatever it may be. Look, and I that way for a CNC, man, like, I, I really did like <laughs> that makes complete sense. And right. I, yeah, like drill where the wheels I even see because then it's still proud. part of the design <laughs> instead no, like... of it being like, oh, how am I going to like clamp these things that are, have all these curves on them? Um, yeah. Using holes for the axles as um, locating pins is actually genius. Yeah, I really like that a lot. Idea. I'm going to have to keep that in my back pocket for next Christmas. <laughs> okay. That means that means I'm you learning from the up. best guys. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, I like one other thing you said, Luke. Um, I think this is really doable if everybody makes one toy like 101 toy uh so if i think about it that way then yeah it could be done in 24 hours like if, if i can make 100 trains i can make 100 trains mm-hmm. adding in the variety made it way more complex just because you you do end up stopping and thinking about like the next thing um so that that makes it a lot more doable um i'm not trying to, to turn the, the spotlight on me but that's what happened with us in the craft fair is no that i want to hear we, let's hear the craft fair tell well, us well I mean, that's like really it's a good segue because this year we tried to have a large variety of stuff and um, we had I think it was like five different signs, um, each of different sizes, different borders. Um, Each sign had different color combinations. So just for instance, we had one sign that said Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Right. (laughs) Um, So we were like, oh, yeah, this would be a great seller. People love um, what is that? Uh, Christmas Story? Home Alone. Home Home Alone. Alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always get those two mixed up. And they're like (laughs) two of my top favorite uh, Christmas movies. But anyway, so we were like, all right, that's a good sign. My wife made up um, like uh, different like fonts or whatever for it. So we had that uh, shape that we needed to uh, Glowforge out. But then we were like, well, do we do it a white background and green letters? Mm -hmm. Do we do um, a white background and some like red and green polka dots outside? Like we had all these different thoughts of kind of like color combinations of things. And we were trying to keep it Christmassy. So we just were like any combination we think of, we'll do it. So like one was a white background, one was a green and one was a red. Um, Yeah. Oh, no. And one was a tan because then we were putting paw prints on there because we were hoping to get like you know all the dog lovers out there um so we thought like okay these are the different colors that could be backgrounds then depending on the background you could do either like black text or the opposite color christmas color text um so like i thought of you know this is great we'll have all these different products to be able to show but the issue is if you sell say the red background one you can't show people that you still have that red background one unless you have them go on your Instagram page or Etsy shop and say, oh, I like the red background. Well, now you would have to go back and make that. So it's better to batch things out and kind of do what I think, Winston, you were starting to say, if you make a sample piece or a sample toy, then take the pictures or whatever to say, hey, this is one of my toys that I would like to make. Now do a poll, whether it be on Instagram or through your website, of which toy do you think would be the most fun or that your niece, nephew, um, child, whoever would like the most. Figure out, like, these are the three toys that would be the top sellers or most interesting, and then go and make a ton of those. So, like, we went to the craft fair with essentially a bunch of different options for people, but once an option was taken away... We couldn't then get any more information on that option. 
So I don't really know what was the best color combination of a sign that we made, say the Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. I just know the red background one didn't sell. So does that mean that it was ugly or that nobody liked it? Or does it just mean, hey, I didn't want the red background one um, or I would have definitely bought a white background one. I have no idea. So that's something I've learned like through batch processing. It's like I could make a bunch of these signs, but to finish it off and figure out which one to sell as a completed product, I kind of dropped the ball on that one. Um, Hmm. We offered too much variety is I think the way that I would um, phrase it. Like that's what I learned or that's what I think I learned this year is that too much variety is, can be a bad thing. Um, So you sold all the other colors. (laughs) The the green one didn't sell because I got white paint on the wrong spot. And I, yeah, it, it didn't like, so I was painting it and I think I moved the brush and it got this little, little like dot. So it looked like the, uh, I think it was the E almost had an accent over it in Mary. Oh, <laughs> and so I was like, oh, do I just put a little bit of green on there or do I try to use almost like a magic eraser and wipe it off? I tried to wipe it off because um, I was nervous the green wouldn't really mesh well and that it would kind of be um, tinted, right, with the white. Yeah. And so I, I wiped it and it smeared. And then so I was like, maybe I could kind of make it look like snow. So then I tried to make more white on the green. It just became a... I, there's a lot of words. I don't know if we're cursing in this, but it was a poop show, uh, <laughs> to say the, the least. And and But we brought it to the craft fair, and this little girl loved it. Like She was telling her parents, Mommy, Daddy, like could we buy that? And so Adrian and I were like, oh, yeah, this is a really nice sign. Like Go ahead. And her parents were like, nah, we'll get this one. And they got the same sign, so Merry Christmas, You Filthy Animal. But it was the, um, I think it was the tan-colored one, hmm. um, if I remember correctly. So I feel like they're... That was a kid seeing it and be like, oh, cool, snow. But an adult seeing like, no, that's that's kind of messy looking to say the least. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I feel like that was a, a big thing that I learned was just too much variety, too many um, options that can hurt you, at least at a craft fair. Digitally, like all online, taking good pictures, putting it on yeah. there, having one of each thing. That's the way to go. And then just batch out like a bunch of the rectangles for the sign, a bunch of the border, um, you know, all that kind of stuff is totally different but, than just paint. But mm-hmm. sometimes variety draws people in. Like sometimes people will just come because they have, they know they'll have a, a good choice versus they might see all your red ones from far or your, your tan ones from far away. Mm-hmm. If you only had tan ones and they're like, well, that's kind of standard versus like something colorful and like, oh, we can pick what we want. But now, you know, okay you just make one of the red and green and like you can they can order it and the tan ones you just have a bunch because you know that's what people want to order like my cork dartboards online i have a bunch of different designs i can make the corks in but i know this one cross pattern is the one that's going to sell like that's like the number one out of all them so i i even like took off options from uh, the order page because like some of the other ones are actually more of a pain to make um but if somebody requests it through a message i'll make it for them that hardly ever happens anymore like the picture's still up of them but people want the cross pattern one so i think i I do think variety will draw people in at the end so do you keep these now for like the next 
yeah like, are just like stored away so if you see like when i look over this direction to my yeah. right right now we call it the capriti creations room and that's essentially <laughs> an inventory room um nice. so we have shelves and then anything that hasn't sold we put on there i'm trying to get to a point where each shelf would kind of have a product and i would know okay this is where these signs are and the, these cutting boards so <laughs> That's like a goal. We're not there yet by by right now. I don't even want to show you guys. It looks like a hurricane went through there. I, it's not that bad, but it um one of the tables is very much just a drop zone. Um, you know, like hey, we got this. Let's just put it there. We'll find it uh, a spot later. Um, this year though, something like just looking over there, I saw um one of the cutting boards that I had from a couple years ago, and so we had sold a ton of these things that we were calling felt trees. And they're essentially a stick um, that has felt that makes it look like a Christmas tree. We made, I think it was about 30 of those. So that was probably our biggest, or it might've been 31, Adrian and her sister. Um, they were the ones like cutting all of them out, gluing all of them, like making them all. And so we got good at what I would say, like batch processing it. We were um, like, we had a template they would first like take about four or five different felt sheets. They draw out that template, similar to what I was telling you, like if you had the Glowforge scoring the different yeah. um, outside shapes. So they would draw all of those and then they would go into like this 15 minute long cutting time where you're like cutting felt. I learned hmm. after all of that, that the cricket has a felt cutting tool. It does, yeah. So, so I was very frustrated. Yep. And I bought one now because I was like, well, if we ever do these again, definitely just going to have the cricket bang those out because they would keep complaining They're like my hand hurts, my fingers hurt. And um, I was just like, well, we said we were going to make a bunch of these because we sold all whatever it was, eight or nine of them last year really quickly. Hmm. This year, I think we sold like three of them. Hmm. It was really disappointing because they put all that time and effort. They had thought through kind of like oh, a way to man. batch them out. And so I think that's something too that we learned is that just because you can make a ton of these things and they have previously sold doesn't mean that like things, oh, like the trends of stuff, <laughs> where we go, um, you know, where you do the craft show as well. Um, I think that's, you know, a big thing, like the crowd that like is drawn area, in. No yeah. yeah. So um, it, it definitely... Like it was fun, but very stressful this year because like we started talking to you, George, about, well, what if you thought it through a little bit more? Would it have been easier? It's like, hell yeah. If I gave myself <laughs> or ourselves a little bit more time here, we definitely could have made this way less stressful. But we were working it pretty much was like, do your schoolwork when you're done schoolwork. You got to put in a couple of hours to um, cut out felt trees, glue this, um, we made a bunch of different ornaments this year, which I was oh, cool. really happy with. I need to take some pictures of all this stuff, but yeah, I think we had nine or 10 different um, types of ornaments. My sister painted 49 of them by hand. And like there, it's like the Grinch face, this like winter wonderland scene, a snowman with um like snowflakes coming down and like a little heart. I mean, like a bunch of these things that are it's a wood cookie you know like a three inch wood cookie or branch cut off and she just paints something on there the grinch faces like they sold like hotcakes it was crazy oh, the, those ones 
um people are like whoa that looks just like um you know like my dad loves the grinch i'm gonna get that um and yeah then we made some of these like blocky snowmen um which we were like all of this stuff was pretty much scraps that i had whether it was something i found in my backyard or in my oh, garage that's awesome, though. yeah and that was the big thing that i'm trying to get um like Capriti creations to be more I make furniture and whatever things and then whatever I have left over I try to use it creatively so like that's what I'm trying to go to is that upcycling stuff so um that's awesome dude. overall yeah it was a good experience but definitely need to give um more time so that you, you know I could really do all the things I probably should have done but yeah nice I feel like so, we've been talking, you and me, George, and didn't give Winston any airtime. Yeah, I, I want to find out. <laughs> it's okay. I do feel bad. I, I have had on like five minutes. So, <laughs> yeah. Winston, I want to hear like what you've been up to, man. <laughs> it's been too uh, long. Honestly, surprisingly shows. little. Um, I haven't gotten, like, I just released a video today. It's the last video of the year. It's been like months since I posted a video, and that's just because like work's been so busy. Oh, and on to top of it, it George, I get to, and also you, Luke, I get to now experience the fun of shopping for a home. Ooh, so really, yeah, <laughs> sweet. And let me tell you, it is a terrible, <laughs> terrible market to be in, especially California. So, <laughs> oh man, yeah. Are you, not good. what are you thinking like are you going fixer up or do you want something like moving ready you have like honestly do you have a lot of... i just want something i can afford no, no, real question <laughs> totally understand where's the cnc going is the <laughs> well that that's is, the yeah, other is thing is that like, in the checklist and... <laughs> it is and that's why like we have to get a house and not like an apartment oh, or yes. a townhouse or something um so it's just lots of complicating factors lots of stress um lots of getting outbid so oh so you've been bidding you guys are like into this we just started okay just started yeah. but realistically probably not gonna uh get anywhere until like january february march oh that's but really to be honest we're, we're starting be, the process yeah that might be good though like let yourself go through the holidays with all that fun and excitement and all that and then you really are starting off the new year because also, don't they say um, people are, tr they, they might still be trying to sell in the winter, but the inventory is relatively low. So for those people yeah. who are trying to get out, like you might be able to bid on some of them to be like, hey, if you're trying to get out by the end of February, I could be in there and that could help you. Like there's some benefits. Yeah. yeah. I just need to get into a house before like school lets out because I know a lot of families they feel a lot more ready to move oh, when their kids yeah. are out of school. So before before summer before is summer. Uh, definitely the street. way to go. Mm -hmm. Oh, good oh, luck! Man. That's super exciting, though. Yeah, thank you. Has that been <laughs> the all encompassing of your life right now, or anything else going on? Uh, pretty much it right awesome. now, honestly. Dogs and, so, right. dogs and dogs and dogs. Well, hunting. I mean that's that's a given. That that um, this past week was uh, Kimo and Lonnie's birthdays, so uh, showered them with treats. Aww. It was good. Awesome. That's, that's awesome, fun. man. We still need to do that dog toy challenge. We've slacked on. I've that. been thinking about <laughs> that actually. I want to do that still. Yeah. After that's doing fun. all those wooden toys, you're thinking, how now can I gotta I... <laughs> donate to a hundred dogs? Yeah, <laughs> they need more love. <laughs> I feel like the hardest part on that, and I know we gotta go, is the material choice. If we could find a material, 
because I, I know I've seen wooden dog toys before and they look just like these chunks. Mount, we actually got one of those or my father-in-law got it for us and he started eating splinters of wood and we're like, no more. Ooh, Definitely not doing whoa. that. That's going to rip them apart mm-hmm. inside. So we just like were taking any splintery things we saw, which it says it doesn't do that. But right away, he did it probably within three or four minutes of touching it. So I definitely don't want to use any type of wood, even if it's supposedly good for dogs. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's got to be the hardest part. It's like nylon's the only thing I could think of. Um, I think I think we'll have to. I think we can make that um, next. I think we have to talk again soon because it, yeah. it was obviously too long that we have. There's so much more to. But I, I got to run, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, maybe I'll add on the docket. We could talk about dog toys next time, so that mm-hmm. when Winston buys a house, he'll have plenty of toys he can make for his puppies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll learn about batch then, processing dog toys. <laughs> yeah. Next year, maybe we'll uh, distribute your uh, toy challenge. Yeah, I, actually, let's talk about that. I'd be really interested. Yeah. All right, I gotta run, guys. But this has been a, a lot of fun. I, I really miss talking to you guys. So we'll have to do this again soon. Yeah. It's a great way to end twenty twenty one for sure. Yeah. 100 percent all right guys catch you later see you later all right happy new always year. great talking with you <laughs> happy new year merry christmas <laughs>